Chapter fifty one of Half a Century by Jane Grey Swisshelm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. No use for me among the wounded. I had not thought, even after deciding to remain in Washington, of doing any hospital work, knew nothing about it, and in strength was more like a patient than a nurse. But while I waited for a summons to go to the duties of my clerkship, I met some ladies interested in hospitals. One of these, Mrs. Thayer, had an ambulance at her command, and took me for a day's visiting among the forts, on a day when it was known that our armies in Virginia were engaged with the enemy. The roads were almost impassable, and as a skillful driver and two good horses used their best efforts to take us from place to place, I felt like a thief. That ambulance ought to be at the front, and us with it, or on our knees pleading for the men whose breasts were a living wall between us and danger, between liberty and her deadly foes. The men in the forts had no special need of us, and sometimes their thanks for the tracks we brought them gave an impulse to strike them square in the face, but Mrs. Thayer was happier in her work, and thought me uncivil to her friends. We reached the last fort on our round before I saw anything interesting, and here a sorrowful woman drew me aside to tell me of the two weeks she had spent with her husband, now in the last stage of camp fever, and of her fruitless efforts to get sufficient straw for his bed, while the bones were cutting through the skin as he lay on the slats of his cot. She wrung her hands in a strange, suppressed agony, and exclaimed, oh if they had only let me take him home when i came first but say nothing here or they will not let me stay i verified her statement of her husband's condition so that i could speak from observation without compromising her and spoke to the surgeon who politely regretted the scarcity of straw and hoped to get some soon i returned to the sufferer who was from new hampshire and a very intelligent man and after talking with him and his wife concluded to look up the commander of that fort and put some powder and a lighted match into his ear but first consulted mrs thayer who begged me to take no notice else she would no longer be permitted to visit the fort she had introduced me to two fashionably dressed ladies officers wives resident there and when i must say or do nothing about this man lest I should destroy Mrs. Thayer's opportunity for doing good, I concluded we had discovered a new variety of savage and came away thinking I could do something in the city. Next morning I stated the case to Miss Dix, who was neither shocked nor surprised. I had never before seen her, but her tall, angular person, very red face and totally unsympathetic manner chilled me. The best ambulance in the service was exclusively devoted to her use, and I thought she would surely go or send a bed to that man before noon, but she proposed to do nothing of the kind, had engagements for the day, which seemed to me of small import compared to that of placing that man on a comfortable bed, but she could do nothing that day by reason of these engagements, and nothing next day, it being Sunday on which day she attended to no business. We spoke of the great battle then in progress, and I tendered my services, could take no regular appointment, would want no pay, could not work long, but might be of use in an emergency. 
emergencies were things of which she had no conception everything in her world moved by rule and her arrangements were complete she had sent eight nurses to the front and more could only be in the way i inquired about hospital supplies and she grew almost enthusiastic in explaining the uselessness nay absurdity of sending any government furnished everything that could possibly be wanted the sanitary and christian commissions were all a mistake soldiers aid societies a delusion and a snare she was burdened with stores sent to her for which there was no use and she hoped i would use my influence to stop the business of sending supplies from her i went direct to the sanitary commission and found a large house full of salary clerks and porters and boxes and bales although this was not their storehouse here again i stated the case of the man without a bed and found listeners neither surprised nor shocked every one seemed quite familiar with trifles of that nature and by and by i too would look upon them with indifference i do not remember whether it was saturday engagements or sunday sanctity or lack of jurisdiction which barred the commission from interference but think they must wait until the fort surgeon sent a requisition i inquired here about hospital stores and found there was great demand for everything especially money they declined my services in every capacity save that of inducing the public to hurry forward funds and supplies i told them of miss dix's opinion on that subject and they agreed that it was quite useless to send anything to her since she used nothing she received and would not permit any one else to use stores late in the next week mrs thayer came in great tribulation to know how i ever could have done so foolish and useless a thing as report that case to miss dix oh dear oh dear it was so unwise miss dix had gone to the fort on monday taken the surgeon to task about that bed gave me as her authority and for me mrs thayer was responsible and would be excluded from that fort on account of my indiscretion there was another standing quarrel between the directress of nurses and the surgeons the bitterness engendered would all be visited upon the patients and it was so deplorable to think i had been so imprudent her distress was so real and she was so real in her desire to do good that i felt myself quite a culprit especially as the man got no bed and died on his slats i was so lectured and warned about the sin of this my first offence in telling that which folk would secret keep in hospital management that i was afraid to go to another lest i should get some one into trouble so stayed at home while the washington hospitals were being filled with wounded from the battle of chancellorville i think it was the afternoon of the second sabbath that i went with mrs kelsey to visit campbell to get material for a letter and tendered my services but their arrangements were complete passing through the wards it did indeed seem as if nothing was wanting as a matter of form i asked james bride of wisconsin if there was anything i could do for him was surprised to see him hesitate and astounded to have him answer well nothing particular unless he stopped and picked at the coverlid unless you could get us something to quench thirst something to quench thirst why i have been told you have everything you can possibly require well they are very good to us and do all they can but it gets very hot in here in the afternoons we cannot go out into the shade and get so thirsty drinking so much water makes us sick 
and if we had something a little sour but would they let me bring you anything oh yes i see ladies bring things every day then i shall be glad to bring you something to-morrow chapter fifty one